You're listening to Around Comics. Top of the stack. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Around Comics. Top of the stack, top, top, top of the stack, stack, stack. I don't know where that audio clip is, otherwise I would use it, but uh, that's the best you get. Uh, for those not familiar with what top of the stack is, basically it's where I talk about the uh, best books of the week. Well, my favorite books of the week. I shouldn't say the best books of the week because, hey, it's just my opinion. Uh, I can't say I'm uh, the know-all, see-all omnipotent expert of comic books. Uh, you can say that. I mean, people have said that about me. People gen- genuinely, generally, generally say that about me and genuinely say that about me. I, I it, Probably at least one person says that about me. But uh, I'm not going to say that about myself. So please feel free to call me the overlord of all comic book knowledge uh, in your free time or on Twitter. But I won't say that about myself. But anyway, so top of the stack, basically, what comics I've been reading this week, and uh, which is the one that I like the most, and that's sort of the top of the stack. What's you know the whole idea? If you're if you're new to the show, I know the old guard, you old uh, around comics peoples are going to know what top of the stack is. It's it's something we always did, um, and it, obviously this is a little bit different because it's not a round table. We used to do it as a round table, uh, and now it's just me. But, um, so there you have it. This is Top of the Stack. I talk about what I've been reading. Um, if you're wondering, hey, why am I listening to this doofus? Where are Chris and Tom? Uh, Chris and Tom will be back uh, with another episode. Uh, we just released an episode last week, episode 301, uh, Lean Into the Weird, uh, where we talked about a lot of weird stuff going on in comics nowadays. Uh, good weird uh like doom patrol and umbrella academy and 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 that kind of stuff so we talked about that uh that that's a new episode that just was released so if you haven't listened to it go listen uh this is just sort of an in-between break before we record the next one which will be uh probably at the end of march early april something like that i would imagine is when the next full around comics episode will be but until then uh, in the meantime, if you will, I will be entertaining your ear holes with uh, comic book talk uh, solo style. It's just me. So fear not. Uh, if you don't like this, you can just wait. And Chris and Tom will be back soon enough and you can listen to them uh, along with with me. But I, I hope you do stick around and listen to what I have to say on this episode. What do I have to say on this episode of Top, Top, Top of the Stack, Stack, Stack? I uh, I was surprised by the comic that I liked the most this week. Um, you know, I to be honest, I I try and take a smattering of different types of books, and I try and not be um, you know closed off in a bubble. I like to uh, you know challenge myself a little bit and go, okay, I'm going to read something that maybe isn't in my lane you know that isn't in my wheelhouse all the time it's very easy for me to to sort of pick out creators and and comics and and um writers and artists and and characters that i like and i know uh, there's a good chance i'm going to enjoy this book but sometimes it's more difficult to just you know 
go pick out something and go, okay, this isn't necessarily something I would normally buy for myself or maybe I'm not going to follow it all the time, but I'm going to take a look at it and see what I think. And uh, and that's what I, 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 you know, I always try and pick at least one or two books that are outside of my comfort zone to just sort of challenge myself and also think about things differently. I think I think that's a healthy thing to do in a lot of respects, not just comics, but you know, we, I think we get insulated. We get sort of that uh, cognitive bias uh, where we only uh, really, you know, surround ourselves with the things we like and we don't challenge ourselves with other other stuff. And, and uh, so that's what I try and do a little bit. And this week, it really paid off because it, I, I got a book that I wouldn't normally get and I enjoyed it. And it's uh, um, Domino uh, Hot Shots, number one. It's the uh, first issue in a five-issue miniseries, I believe. It's uh, written by Gail Simone, with art by David Baldion, 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 uh, colors by Jim Charalampidis, Charalampidis, letters by VCs Clayton Klaus. It's a Marvel comic book. It's uh, three dollars and ninety-nine cents. Um, if you want a little more in-depth uh, review of this, I did actually write a physical review of this and about four other comics on the Around Comics website, aroundcomics.com slash reviews. You can see uh, I'm going to try and do that more often as well. Uh, just, to, just to do, I, I need to I need to keep my writing chops going. I don't write enough, so I just figured I'd do some reviews. So there's uh, four or five reviews of, of new comics on there. Uh, if you want to check that out, aroundcomics.com slash reviews, including one for this book, uh, Domino Hot Shots number one. Um... I have to say I'm not a particular fan of the character Domino. Not that I'm not a fan. I just I never really uh, got into that character. I, I don't even know much about her. I know she's a mutant. I mean, outside of like her appearance in, in Deadpool, the movie Deadpool Two, um, you know, I knew she was a mutant. I, you know, I read a few comics with her in the past, but she sort of uh, appeared and and was in. Uh, comics at, at a time where I wasn't really reading uh, stuff that she would have shown up in. So I, I can't say I know much about her. I'm, I'm not a, a gigantic fan of Domino, um, but uh, but I gave it a shot anyway. And um, and honestly, you know, I, 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 I just, it was surprising that I went into this book almost not with a negative aspect, but, but not expecting a whole lot out of it. For me personally, not not to say anything about the creative crew, but just for me, I didn't really think I would enjoy this book. But I was really surprised uh, that I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, the basic concept of it is uh, espionage, super spy kind of thing. Um, I don't know where this leads off from. I haven't read the Domino ongoing series, or if, is it still an ongoing series? I don't even know. But I, I, I kind of feel like this kind of comes off of something. So I, I'm not familiar with it, but you don't really need to know that much to enjoy the book. It's 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 written by Gail Simone, who's a veteran uh, comic book writer. She she knows how to um, to you know introduce a character, introduce a plot and a narrative, and and how to get all that stuff out there pretty quickly without having to know a great deal about the history of uh, of the characters or where they're at or that kind of thing. Uh, you know, there, you might get a little bit lost in the beginning, but just keep pushing through. You'll be fine. Anyway, uh, the, the basic story is that um, there's an uh, an alien something crashes in Antarctica. Two scientists, French scientists that are up there, uh, happen upon it. 
and um, they uh, they uh, bar- they get more than they bargain for when they find this thing. Uh, and I don't want to give it away. I don't want to spoil it because um, if you're going to read this, there's a moment here that I think you're going to really enjoy. Uh, let's just say that there's there's something um, familiar but new about what they find and what happens. And it ends up being sort of like a, a technological virus and very cool, very uh, uh, well done. It's a, it's a cool idea from Gail Simone, uh, what she does with this. It's sort of like this, this uh, technological virus that comes out of this alien crash. And uh, I, like I said, I don't want to give it away, but it's a very cool idea. And the artist uh, does an amazing job with it. Uh, once again, I, I don't want to spoil it, so I can't really give it away what he does, but you'll you'll know it when you see it. Um, let's just say it has a uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse feel a little bit to it, the art. Uh, but but before I go too much into the art, let's just continue with the story. So these uh, these French scientists find this thing, they get kind of infected by this technovirus, and then it's a problem. Uh, and Black Widow, uh, Natasha Romanoff. Uh, teams up with Domino and basically tells her, hey, I want you to lead this team. We need to find this thing before bad stuff happens. That's the basic setup. Uh, This thing's out there. We need to find it before it gets in the hands of someone bad like the Russians or or the American government because uh, there's kind of a Cold War still going on uh, that we don't want to talk about and uh, and we don't want either one of these governments to, to be involved in it. Now, Domino is an interesting character in this sense because she uh, she was a mercenary basically at one point. I, I think she was even an assassin. Uh, and this, she's you know she's kind of being a hero, uh, but at the same time, you know, a, a bit of an anti-hero. Um, but she agrees to go along with it, and, and she ends up teaming up with um, a, a bunch of other female characters, and, and it becomes this sort of uh, femme fatale uh, espionage action adventure book with uh, a bunch of spunky badass ladies that don't kind of don't really trust each other um and and right there like normally i'm kind of out a little bit it's like okay this isn't a book for me necessarily i you know this is a this is a book for for girls and 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 women and young women which is awesome and gail simone you know is a great writer uh, but you know, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to like it all the time because it's not written for me. It's, it's a little, it's a little cute for me. It's a little too fangirlish. Uh, it, it, you know, there's, there's some tropes in it that could kind of turn me off, but I'll be honest. The story was so interesting, um, and handled so well, and the art was really fantastic. So let's talk about the, about the art. Um, David Baldero. Uh, I'm not familiar with his work. I, I think he was on Domino with Gail Simone before, but I'm not positive about that. Forgive me for not knowing his history, but um, his work is really fantastic. It's it's very energetic. It has a little bit of a manga feel, but not really. It's just very full of energy. Um, it's uh, it's also has in this in this issue at least. It also has a retro feel to it. And once again, I don't want to spoil anything. You'll recognize it. You should recognize it. Um, if you don't, send me an email and I'll explain it to you. But it has a retro feel to it. And he he sort of is inspired by uh, a very famous artist in parts. That, and it goes along with the story. It goes along perfectly with the concept of the story. You'll get it. Trust me. You'll get it. Um, but 
uh, he does a tremendous job with it, I think. I, I love the look that he gives everything. I love the aesthetic. I love the retro feel that he uses or the, or the sort of inspiration that he uses. It's not an aping of anyone's style. It's not a copying of anyone's style. It's an in, it's a true inspiration of the style, and he does it in his own style, which is is, is a little more energetic. Uh, the, you know, it's a very his style is very modern. It's a um, comic uh, animation uh, infused. It's it's very um, a little you know sketchy uh, sketch lines, speed lines, that kind of thing. I don't want to say animation or manga. It's it, it has just the energy of that, but it's a it's a very cool, uh, you know, uh, modern style to it. But then he, like I said, he infuses this retro thing. Think Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I mean, that's the second time I've mentioned that, but that's really the kind of feel I got from this. So very modern, very cool, very very awesome uh, feel. And and the like I said, the art kind of really held me into it, uh, even though the story, like I said, at times was a little cute. Uh, for me personally, just for my personal taste, I'm sure um, other people have other opinions of it. That there's nothing, you know, uh, this this is just personal taste, not a critique of the book uh, in that sense. But the art really held me into the story and and and, and kept me throughout it. And and the concept that Simone came up with about this uh, really kept me through the book as well. And that's that's what the, I really want to talk about is that. You know, this is a perfect example of, this is nothing new, like her setup of like, okay, uh, an alien thing drops to the planet, somebody finds it, they get infected by it, or it get, they, they get changed by it, and uh, now the good guys have to stop something bad from happening from this from this thing. That's nothing new. That That is a very common sort of uh, bunch of elements to comic book stories and movies and other types of stories. But what Simone does with it, or her, her concept behind it, is new. The, the, the idea of, of what it is and what it's doing is new. So the way she presents it is a new thing. So that's really interesting. It's a, it's a very good example of like taping, taking something that is common and making it uncommon, making it something your own. And I really enjoy that she, she did that. She, she shows why she's a good comic book writer in doing so. Because let's be honest, like, all the stories are kind of told. All the, uh, you know, there's nothing particularly new. It's hard to come up with a, you know, absolutely 100% unique and new sort of idea and and follow through with it. But she does it in, in, you know, taking something that we've seen before. We've all seen this sort of thing before. I mean, if you just go back to John Carpenter, uh, The Thing, you know, that movie, which was a remake of uh, a black and white movie, The Thing, Um you know, it's just taking those things and putting a twist on it, looking at it a little differently, giving it your own spin, and then, in this case, introducing a bunch of, like, you know, sort of uh, uh, spy girl, spy, you know, spy girls, <laughs> spy women, uh, counterintelligence and, and um, espionage-influenced uh, characters, uh, putting them together in this, in this uh, temporary group and throwing them in the mix of it. And... Um, the, the the only thing I will say that it felt a little unbalanced in some parts was, I you know, Simone, I feel like you know, she does a little bit of fangirl, um, uh, not pandering, but, you know, a little bit of like just wanting to put those idioms in, just wanting to put the, a few things here to remind us of like how amazing women are. And that's, you know, cool. I get it. Uh, but... Um, the balance felt a little off because at times she wanted to do that. And then there were times where she wrote a little more elegant 
and not as cutesy. And it just felt a little unbalanced in that sense, but nothing that, you know, took me out of the book or, or, or would have ruined the story altogether. Um, overall, I just thought a really good comic book, a really good start to a series. I'm really interested in where this goes. I want to see where this techno virus takes us. I want to see more of the beautiful art of this book. I, I, I'm interested in this cast of characters and if they're going to stab each other in the back or if they're going to work together and, and how Domino is going to sort of hold everything together. That was the only other thing that seemed a little weird to me and maybe it'll play out a little bit better and, and, or it'll, it'll make more sense to me as the series goes on. But at one point, like you're, you know, Domino's sort of the leader of this group, but it's a group that has the Black Widow in it and uh, the, the Silver Fox in it and, and some characters that have kind of been around a little bit. Uh, especially Black Widow. Like, Black Widow is a very experienced, very respected. I mean, even even Domino sort of fangirls out a little bit around her in this issue. And then it's like, but she sort of takes a backseat to her uh, leadership. And, and that seemed a little odd to me. I don't know why, Do- like, why would Black Widow uh, take a backseat to Domino, uh, a character that's obviously younger than her, less experienced than her. She, I mean, you know, Black Widow is an Avenger and and, uh, you know, a very uh, experienced character. So that seems a little weird. Maybe there's a reason behind it. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Um, you know, hopefully so. But but that was one thing that kind of stuck out to me uh, about it. But other than that, just a really good issue. Just a really solid comic book, um, which uh, sometimes is rare today. It's just something fun. But, but like I said, the, the biggest thing for me is I went into it sort of going, okay, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this or not. And then I, I, I finished it. I was like, oh, this is really good. This is a very, good, very good comic. So um, that's my top of the stack this week is is uh, Domino Hot Shots number one. Go check it out. If you haven't picked up a copy of it, I suggest you do so because it's it's a good comic. Um, what else do I got this week? Uh, I'll talk about another comic um, that I liked, uh, which was Batman number 66. This is written by Tom King with art by Jorge Fornes or George... I'm not sure how he pronounces it. Colors by Dave Stewart. Letters by DC's Clayton Clouds. It looks like uh, that guy's getting a lot of work. This is from DC Comics, obviously. It had a $3.99 cover price. Uh, this is part four of the uh, Nightmares storyline, I believe, from Tom King. Um, I'm a little confused by it because it's sort of... Uh, it, this storyline's been broken up. Like There was another storyline in the Batman books that, that sort of broke it up. The Flash storyline that I haven't read yet. Um, so I'm, and this whole storyline is, you know, it's a very Tom King sort of story. Uh, it, 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 a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards and sort of you're not sure. You, you know, he never leaves you comfortable with um, where you're at in the story. What, what are you looking at? You're not, quite, you're never quite sure. I mean, if you you look at his Mister Miracle run, you know, that's a very uneasy narrative a very uneasy an untrustworthy narrator you're not sure who is talking to you and uh, at all times you're not sure where you're viewing this and it's the same thing with this issue um you know i have to say it with dc allowing king to to really write in this way and be a little experimental and do some quirky things with some characters like the omega men and with Mr. Miracle and some, you know, B, D, C, D level characters, maybe. I can understand that. But to allow them to do it with Batman is kind of crazy and and commendable. Like, they're letting him, it's obviously a testament to his abilities 
and his his readership and his you know people following him obviously are buying the books um and i like it but it does sometimes sort of put you in a position of going okay this is a four dollar comic and i don't know how much i'm really getting out of it it's it's well done certainly uh there's no question that is it is well written is well drawn it is a well uh created comic but as a monthly issue i don't know how much it it moves the story forward it, it's very um uh you know not obtuse but it's very opaque i think i used that word in my review and it's a good work of it because it's it, or it's a good word for this because it it you know, it doesn't. This issue doesn't give you any answers, really. It gives you hints at answers, and it leads you to the next issue, but it doesn't necessarily give you uh, any answers to to the questions that we're asking going into it. And 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 going into it, or or at least the setup of it is basically, um, we're we're presented with Selena Kyle, Catwoman, talking with uh, Vic Sage, the the question, and they're sitting at a table smoking cigarettes. Which is odd, and uh, and and the question is sort of asking her about Bruce and her relationship and why it ended, and that's sort of the you know the sort of construct of this issue is, you know, what I assume is this is this is Bruce's subconscious somehow we're stuck in his brain, uh, and and this is him looking for answers, and it's maybe a dream, and Bruce has sent the question. Uh, in his dream to try and figure out why Selena left him. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's very hard to understand. It's not laid out for you. It's not simple, which is okay. Obviously, we, you know, like I said, sometimes we want to be challenged. But this this uh, is very challenging. But one of the more interesting things about it is the art by Jorge Formes. Formes? Um uh, you know, it's obviously a love letter to David Mazzucchelli's uh, and Frank Miller's Batman Year One. I mean, it's it's almost there's some panels in here that are almost um, verbatim. There's some scenes out of it that you know, almost as if you were like looking at that book again at just a different angle. Like you were you were looking at certain scenes in that book and just a slightly different angle from what you know Mazzucchelli puts the camera at in in that in those issues. Uh, this book kind of shows you the same scenes in in a different way, uh, but but it's very much a love letter to Mazzucchelli's art, um, and uh, very well done. But you know, going back to the first issue I talked about, the Hot Shots, Domino Hot Shots, and how I talked about how uh, the artist in that was influenced by a very famous artist, um, but didn't ape it. Where this to me is is like straight up a little more of an aping of Mazzucchelli. And it's, it's a little off-putting, a little weird. It makes sense for the story. It's interesting, very, very interesting in a meta way of metafictional way of thinking about like, is, is, is this how Selena pictures her past? Uh, you know, as does she see herself drawn by Mazzucchelli? Does she see herself or at least her origins with Bruce uh, are from, uh, that book from that storyline, and it, it you know it makes you start to think very you know it, you could go off on a tangent of like wait a minute well which you know which origin um, is is the is the right one and 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 then there's a there's a sort of commentary in there about um, 
you know, this is how she remembers their them meeting for the first time in 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 Batman Year One, and then he remembers it on a boat, which I'm not sure what the reference there is. I think it was referenced in a different issue. I'd have to I'd have to think about it some more. I haven't really thought about that, but I'm thinking is that is that a Tim Sale something uh, or is that I don't know. I, I'm not sure where that origin link is. I'd have to I'd have to look that up. But so he kind of has a different memory of them meeting and it's a different issue and a different or a different series and it's obviously different artists and different writers. So that's kind of an interesting metafictional kind of thing. And that's that's something Tom King does very well. He thinks about comic stories a lot, obviously. I know Tom, you know, to a certain degree on a personal level and I know that he he thinks about he loves comics and he thinks about comics uh, a lot. And this is obviously, you know, stuff you see in his work that he, you know, he kind of plays with that metafiction in a way and likes to weave that into his stories. And it's cool, but it also can be a little frustrating because it's like I, I like going down that path. But but at the, at the end of this issue, I'm like, well, is that kind of all we get a little bit or you know, how hard do I have to work to understand the narrative on this? And that's. You know, that's a little frustrating. I think only in the sense of, like, I think it works better in a collected edition. If you sit down and read this when it's all done and you read it in a collected edition, it may work better than than in a single issue month to month. It's hard, at least for me. You know, this and this isn't on any commentary on Tom's writing. I think Tom's a phenomenal writer, obviously. Uh, he's a terrific writer. And, and, and I'm not the only one who thinks that. Obviously, people keep buying his books, so you people think that, too. But it is a little, it can be a little frustrating, I think, month to month. I think he writes better uh, as a collected thing, or at least he reads better as a collected edition. But that's just, you know, my personal thing. This issue, though, is really fantastic in the sense of, like, what he's doing with it is terrific. And what the artist does with it, the combination of, like, you know, delving into the psyche of Bruce Wayne, delving into their metafictional history, looking, you know, for answers uh, in the in the psyche of these characters. I don't know that anybody does it better in comics today than than Tom. So if that's what you want, that's what you're getting. Just be warned that it's like, I don't, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of narrative. You're not getting a whole lot of exposition. You're getting, I think, more questions than answers, which can be a good thing. People can enjoy it. But but there are people out there that don't like that. And if that's the case, I think hold off maybe on this single issue and buy it in the trade because it is very good. If you like Batman, but you find yourself maybe a little frustrated with Tom King, I think what you want to do is, is read it in the collected edition because it is very good. It just might be presented better. You might It might be easier for you to digest it in a collected edition. All right, that's it. That's my top of the stack picks for this week thanks again for listening everybody as always you can contact us at info at aroundcomics.com you can go to aroundcomics.com there's uh, uh like i said i'm writing reviews on there now all the episodes are that are uploaded are on there um our newest episode is episode 301 you can get that on the website you can get that on itunes and spotify and overwatch or no over over clock i don't know pod bunny there's all sorts of wherever wherever finer podcasts are found um, I'm on Twitter at Brian, B-R-I-O-N-S-A-L-A-Z-A-R. If you want to contact me, Tom and Chris are also on Twitter, but you can look up their tweets. Uh, I'm not, I'm not giving out their information. They, they, I don't want to, you know, put them on blast. Um, but that's about it. Thanks again to everybody. If you want to send us an email, you can certainly do that. 
We'll read it on the show, possibly, if it's something interesting. If you have any questions, if you have Top of the Stacks, use the hashtag, Top of the Stack, uh, hashtag around comics. Please feel free to, to let us know what you're reading, what you're enjoying, what is your Top of the Stack. Uh, every week, I, I also post out there the hashtag new co- NCBD, New Comic Book Day. I had to think about that for a second. Um, and, and I'd love to know what you guys are reading, what's on your Top of the Stack, what you know, what are you doing? Recommend stuff to me. I'm, I'm here recommending stuff to you, but hey, it's a two-way street. You can tell me what you're reading. Uh, we'll be back, I think, with another episode at the end of March, early April. Until then, I'll be uh, be doing these Top of the Stacks uh, every Friday, hopefully. And yeah, that's it. So I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good weekend. And uh, yeah, be good. Be good.